When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Football world never goes to sleep, whether you follow the EPL, the Bundesliga, the A-League, or you're just binge-watching Welcome to Wrexham or maybe Sunderland Till I Die. There's always football on your screen. It's a wonder that some of us get any sleep ourselves, including our next guest, who is also our next host in terms of uh, my show anyway, and that, of course, is uh, Ricardo Ball, who goes in uh, to this seat tomorrow and takes over to the duration of the T20 Cricket World Cup from here on in. So, hey, Ricardo, uh, the last morning that you can relax before the nerves kick in tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> yes, Smithy. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be up uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed uh, tomorrow morning and in there bright and early with uh, Logan and Brian and the team uh, trying to figure out how we are uh, going to deliver what you deliver week in, week out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, good on you. We stopped doing each other's pockets uh, and, you know, what you call it? What do you do? And, you know, we've stopped that. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, a couple of uh, EPL games this morning, and I've just been watching, actually, Crystal Palace, of, uh, Crystal Palace and... Uh, Wolves, Wolves leading 1-0, Crystal Palace came back uh, 2-1, they're leading at the moment with about a minute to go, uh, Guilty's chance just missed from uh, Wolves' point of view, and in the other one, uh, Forrest getting a, a relatively valuable point, I suppose, drawing with Brighton. Yeah, they did, it was um, yeah, a good result for, for Forrest, I think Brighton will be um, a little bit concerned, Um I mean, a point for them at home, but they absolutely dominated possession. They dominated shots on target. They didn't score. And, you know, since uh, Graham Potter left, they have struggled on that front to third game in a row that they haven't scored. So a bit of work to do there for, for Brighton, but a good point for Forrest. Uh, they do, though, look uh, a little bit toothless going forward. Uh, there seems to be a real disconnect between the midfield and the front line. Um, I know Je- Jesse Lingard, uh, played in the 10 role all, all day today, but he didn't really have much to do. Um, he didn't get a lot of ball in a lot of good places, and you, know, you wonder, um, from a creativity point of view and creating chances, uh, how uh, Steve Cooper is going to fix that, because it's something that uh, Forrest definitely need to look at. I mean, that point has drawn them level with Leicester, but they're still at the bottom of the table, those two teams, so uh, a bit of work to do yet for Forrest. And, yeah, Wolves are another team struggling to score goals, so... Uh, important for them this morning that they took the lead, but then they haven't been able to defend that. And now they're 2-1 down away from home. Uh, five minutes of injury time left, and I, I expect Crystal Palace will hold it out here. OK, uh, that would be good news for Palace fans, but uh, for everyone else, um, aside, aside from the fact that Arsenal and Man City is postponed uh, going into tomorrow, there are still uh, five games, including uh, a real bottler, between you and me, Manchester United hosting Spurs. Yeah, that's going to be a great game tomorrow at Old Trafford. Um, and, you know, we talk about teams 
struggling to score goals. Well, I think Manchester United are one of those teams. You know, against Newcastle on the weekend, probably should have won that game, had the chances to, didn't uh, didn't put them away. And uh, that is something that I think United Board is going to have to look at and uh, they're going to have to decide whether or not they go into the transfer market in January because United look like they desperately need a striker at the moment. I mean, uh, Anthony Martial uh, started the, the pre-season really well. He scored four and three and then got injured and couldn't start the season. Cristiano Ronaldo was off the pace. He hadn't, uh, he wasn't fit to start the season. He's 37 and can't play the way Ten Hag wants to play. And then, you know, obviously Mason Greenwood, um, who was arrested uh, under sexual um, assault allegations and things and hasn't been part of the team this season. So United really struggling uh, in that department for an out-and-out nine. On the other side of things, you know, Spurs probably... Uh, they have one of the best nines in the competition in Harry Kane. It's just everything behind that is uh, maybe not quite functioning as well as they would like. They are struggling to create chances for Kane. So it's uh, it's two teams that have opposite problems. One's creating plenty and not taking them, and the other one's not creating enough uh, for the guy that does put the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah, it'd be intriguing to see how that plays out. OK, the other uh, big one tomorrow. I, I guess they're all big ones if you're uh, fans of the club, but Liverpool-West Ham. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see whether or not Jurgen Klopp's on the sideline for this one because he did get shown a red mm. card in the last game. Uh, but I don't—I I see they haven't decided on exactly what the punishment would be um, for that, um, for showing dissent towards the referee. Normally, from how I understand it, it's an automatic one-match ban anyway. So I wouldn't expect him to be there. Um, and be interested to see what difference that makes and who takes uh, charge of the team. Although Klopp has been saying that because... Uh, they, there hasn't been an official word he expects to be able to be sidelined for West Ham, which would be interesting, um, particularly given all the uh, you know sort of chat about how Liverpool get treated a little bit differently in the Premier League. So it'd be one to watch. But uh, you know, West Ham are a very good side. I think they're a better a better side than what we've seen this season. And I, I think uh, Skamaka, the new Italian striker, they've got. Uh, is one to is one to watch. David Moyes has sort of drip fed him into the team, but he's starting to get more and more game time. You know, he's six foot four. He's good on the floor. He's a bit of a, a Zlatan type player, and uh, yeah, I, I think he will definitely give uh, Virgil Van Dijk and Co a, a run for their money. So yeah, that'll be a really interesting game to watch. Uh, and later on in the week, uh, Fulham, Aston Villa, Leicester, Leeds, and uh, for Leicester, languishing with just five points. Uh, at the stage of the competition, problem after problem for Leicester. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of problems, and and I, I'm you know we've talked before that there's something going on there. It seems that uh, it's all tied into financial fair play, and they've been trying to manage this squad and and make sure that they don't uh, breach the financial fair play regulations. Uh, hence, why they didn't really sign anybody. In the in the preseason, and they you know they they cashed it on for Fana for seventy million. Interesting though that um, Amati is getting preferred at centre back uh, to Sainchu. I mean Sainchu is a Turkish international. Uh, he's a centre back. That's a specialist position, and they're playing a defensive midfielder ahead of him. So I don't know if that's a personality thing with Brendan Rodgers, um, but it certainly hasn't helped them. Uh, I think we've seen Father Time finally catch up with Jamie Vardy. He's not starting games anymore. He's coming on to finish them. And between Ian Acho and, and Dax and, uh, uh, sorry, Past and Dakar, um, they just don't have a lot of experience up front at the moment, Leicester. So I, I think they're struggling on a few, a uh, few accounts. But I think, yeah, you know, if you look at it, you know, with guys like Harvey Elliott, uh, sorry, Harvey Barnes and, 
uh, James Madison and Yuri Tillemans in midfield. They've got a lot of firepower and a lot of creativity. So I expect Leicester will be all right. I think they'll come out of this, and I, I think there's every chance that Leeds is uh, a game that they will win, and that will start the uh, the resurgence because Leeds have really been struggling under Jesse Marsh. I don't think they've won in the last seven. So uh, I, I expect if, you, if you're looking for uh, to be a decent return at the TAB at the moment, I would imagine I'll, I'd look at Leicester. I, I think they'll, they'll probably win that game. Okay, interesting. Uh, incidentally, Palace have just got up. They've held on uh, a couple of desperate goal mouth uh, scrambles, but uh, Zaha's winner has uh, got them home. Okay, let's uh, look at um, uh, the weekend as well. Just, just uh, by the by, why such a busy program uh, in these ten day this ten day window? Uh, well, that's because of the World Cup, basically. Um, so you got the World Cup, which is meaning that they have to break early and they have to they don't they don't play through November December effectively and so that's that's an issue but you've also got the um, issue with uh, Queen Elizabeth II passing away and then suspending a round and a half of games so they're having to catch those games up and that's why it's it's so um, so busy at the moment there's so many games in so short a period of time and you know this could have an impact I think to Smithy on the World Cup because they're playing so many games to fit the World Cup in. I think it's taken its toll on players. They had a short pre-season. They had a short off-season. Uh, they're back into it, and they're having to play a lot of games in a short period of time. I mean, we saw Diago uh, Jota go down uh, against Manchester City in injury time for Liverpool on the weekend. Well, Jurgen Klopp's confirmed that he's completely done his calf, and he's going to miss the World Cup. Uh, Luis Diaz, the, uh, the other winger that they brought in last season, um, who's really taken... Uh, Sadio Mane's place he's um, injured his thigh and it sounds like he's going to miss the World Cup as well we've seen this morning that Ndolo Kante the Chelsea midfielder uh, confirmed that he's going to miss the World Cup looks like probably Reese James from Chelsea and Kyle Walker from Man City are going to miss the World Cup with injuries so yeah, the injuries are mounting and uh, it takes its toll Okay so during that window where there is no Premier League football I mean you can't just let a squad go to sleep, those players that aren't involved in the World Cup. But what do managers do in, in that regard? I think you'll see, uh, I mean, they'll, they'll probably give the players a break initially. They'll probably give them a couple of weeks uh, just to refresh because it has been such a tight schedule. They haven't had much of a pre-season. But then I think you will see almost like another mini pre-season and probably a lot of those clubs will uh, start playing each other or playing clubs from other top uh, leagues in Europe uh, just to keep the football in the legs and just to get them ready for when they come back from the World Cup. I haven't seen anything official yet, but I assume that's what they'll do. Right, can we look at um, domestically here from the Phoenix point of view? Um, an OK start to the season as such. Um, they've had some pretty good news overnight where uh, Sasa is, uh, has had his suspension reduced from three weeks down to two, which makes him available the weekend after this. And they've got uh, Newcastle away. This weekend, yeah, Newcastle away should be uh, should be an interesting test. Uh, Newcastle didn't play the first week because of a saturated pitch, so their first round game was um, was postponed. Uh, that they'll make that up in December. Uh, Central Coast Mariners, uh, sorry, they beat Perth Glory last week. Um, so last weekend, so they've started with a win, and there's a yeah, there's a bit of a story there too. James McGarry, the former Phoenix player, is their starting left back at the moment. Uh, Josh Tutorio, who was a you know a Phoenix stalwart the last couple of seasons, is playing over there, and so is Reno Piscopo. So there's a there's a there's a few stories there to be told um, because there's a there's a bunch of guys who know each other pretty well, and uh, it's going to be an interesting match actually. I think I, I think it'll be a, a great test for the Phoenix. They do need to get three points, I think, 
um, sooner rather than later because I think if you'd said to Ufuk Tale, you got two home games to start, you got Adelaide and Central Coast, he would have been targeting probably four points from the first two games. You know, you've got to, you've got to dominate at home. Uh, they haven't managed to do that. They've only got two points from two draws. And while they haven't lost, I think uh, they will, they'll be looking at the table and thinking, right, well, we need to really need to cement ourselves in that top six and that they need to start getting wins on the, on the board and turning these draws into wins. Uh, interesting, uh, the cha- oh, just looking at the championship table, there's a real logjam. Uh, this is the, uh, the second level of uh, British football, folks, by the by. Uh, Burnley 25, Sheffield United 25, Norwich 25, Blackburn 25, QPR 24. That's going to be a very, um, you know, when you look at this, what's involved there in terms of payment to get back into the Premier League, that is going to be one heck of a competition to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's great, the, the championship. I mean, they they often say it's the hardest league in the world to get out of because it, it, it's just uh, so competitive. There are so many teams in there that have got Premier League experience. There are so many big clubs down there. You know, I mean, you consider that we've got Nottingham Forest in the in the Premier League this season, Smithy, for the first time since the 99-2000 season. Uh, that's how long it's taken Forrest to get out of that division. And, and you know, Forrest are a, a genuinely a big club. I mean, they've won two European titles. They've won the first division in England previously, you know, uh, before it was re- re- uh, branded as the Premier League. It's a tough league to get out of. Uh, I mean, even, I tell you what, look at the bottom of that, that league. West Bromwich Albion, who for so long were called the Boing Boing Baggies because they were up one season, down the next, but they were always there or thereabouts. Too good for the championship, not quite good enough for the Premier League. Well, they're in the relegation zone at the moment. Uh, Birmingham City are down there. So are Hull City, who were recently a Premier League team. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, tough league. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that league plays out. I think it'll go down to the wire this season. You're uh, hosting, of course, um, Phoenix Nation here on SENZ. What do you have on this week, mate? Uh, well, we've got Ufuk Tale actually this week, uh, which would be good to get his take. Now he's got a he's had a couple of weeks to look at the teams in anger, um, you know, in competition proper. So uh, so that'll be good. Uh, we'll also talk because uh, the uh, the Phoenix women don't start till November. Uh, we're also keeping an eye on what the Rizzies are doing in the National League. Um, so we hopefully have the captain of the reserve team on, um, who are all young players coming through that Phoenix system, and we can uh, get to know him a bit better and see how that team is uh, is ticking along. They've had two draws and a loss so far, but they've been in all of those games. Um, they're probably uh, kicking themselves a bit. They don't have a couple of wins because they've had lead games late and thrown, uh, thrown away three points both times. So we'll do that, and uh, we're hoping to have Carl Jenkinson the former Arsenal player who uh, now plays at Newcastle, as uh, we always try and have a member of the opposition on the week before as well. So I'm hoping to have him on the show. So uh, it'd be good to, to get his thoughts on the A-League and uh, and maybe how his old club's going in the Premier League as well. Ricardo, on the subject of uh, Ufi Tale, how quickly do uh, New Zealand football have to act on a, on a replacement for Danny Hay? And um, where does Ufi sit as far as you're concerned? Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough one. I I think that this this um, job is reasonably uh, attractive now because as we go into the next World Cup cycle, Oceania have an automatic um, qualification. So you win Oceania, you're at the next World Cup. Um, so you would think that that would make it more attractive uh, to potential coaches. It's just on New Zealand football. Uh, to convince the players and to convince whoever the new coach is that it's a good idea and to put a decent program together so that they're playing every window. Now, we know they're not going to be playing at the beginning of November. 
but they have said they will be playing in March. It looks like September they might not play but due to there might be Olympic qualifying, so it might be an Olympic uh, qualifying window, that one, uh, from a New Zealand point of view. But I, I think uh, there's a chance that we could attract maybe some uh, better level coaches than we've been able to do in the past, given that we have automatic qualification for the World Cup as a, as a genuine possibility. Ufuk Talley, for me, I don't like the idea of having uh, a coach of a domestic, the only domestic professional team in the country also coaching the national team. I think uh, I, I think it's too much of a conflict of interest, particularly in terms of, you know, whoever's coaching the, the top side uh, for New Zealand football will also have a say on how the under-20s look and how the under-17s look. And uh, then you maybe you're shutting out some of the other academies that have done such good work, like the Ole Academy or Winners Academy, because you tend to just focus on your own. So, yeah, I I wouldn't want Ufuk in the job. Um, not to say he's a bad coach. I think he's doing a reasonably good job with the Phoenix, but I don't think he plays the way Danny plays. I'd, I'd like to see a more attacking coach, more like Danny. I think he's a bit more negative. He's a bit more defensive, Ufuk Tale. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see New Zealand football go in a different direction. Cool. OK, Ricardo. Um, all I've got to say to you is uh, good luck over the next uh, t- couple of weeks uh, and don't be late. Please don't be late. And thanks for your help this morning. <laughs> no worries, mate. Go well, travel well, and good luck at the World Cup, eh? Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.